Alrighty. Welcome to the Corner Post Podcast. I'm your host, Larry, and this is my co-host, Zach. Zach, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. Um, I, I'm a little bummed football ended last night. Uh, you know, last night was the Super Bowl. Um, but other than that, uh, can't complain. Yeah, uh, um, I am upset that football has ended. But it, it does it truly end? Like, let's be honest. Does it truly because we have the draft, we have the combine. Does it end? I don't think so. Anyway. Well, we were a podcast and we had it up a couple episodes, but life got in the way. So we had to take everything down, but we're back and we're ready to give you the best analysts that we can give you. Um, we're going to reintroduce ourselves because it's been a while. My name is Larry. I am from North Carolina. I am a diehard football fan. I love everything about football players to every team. But if you want to root for one team, I am the diehard Pittsburgh Steelers fan. By far. Then I have my co-host, Zach. Why don't you talk about yourself? I am Zach. I am also a huge football fan. You know, football is my life. I love it so much. Um, It really helps keep me going. Um. Or as teams are concerned, I'm a diehard Giants fan. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. All righty. So, talking about football just ending, that means yesterday, guess what? It was the Super Bowl. Rams, Bengals. Um, Rams came out on top, 23 to 20. It was a phenomenal game. Um, let's do a recap. I mean, people that didn't see it, very, very upset that they didn't see it because it was a good game. So, oh, yeah, dude, going, going into this game, what were your thoughts? Um, you know, heading into this, um, you know, I thought the Bengals were definitely the underdogs. And the Rams, you know, they were, they were a loaded team. They were going for the chip. You know, you look at the guys that they already had. You know, they already had Jalen Ramsey. Already had Aaron Donald, Sean Robinson, and then they already, and then they go and get, you know, they trade for Matt Stafford, and then they trade for Von Miller. They sign OBJ eventually out of the free agency. You know, they were really going for the chip. Um, I, I thought it was a great game. And what were your thoughts? I I honestly thought that the Bengals, after seeing what the Titans did to the Bengals, nine nine sacks. Oh, that was that was that was ferocious. I thought it was going to be a repeat of the Broncos-Panthers game back in the day with A.K.A. Von Miller destroying Cam Newton. So I thought the, the Bengals were going to definitely get blown out because you compare the defensive lines, Rams have like five times better defensive line than the Titans. Oh, for sure, dude. Aaron Donald alone is better than their whole O-line, essentially. Exactly. So, as you mentioned, them picking up Odell Beckham, he got injured. They are fearing it is another, his second ACL tear, which is devastating to hear. Um, he left, I think, in the, the f- end of the first or middle of the second quarter, but he did not come back. Well, what are your thoughts on his impact that could have happened if he didn't get injured? 
you know, I mean, I I think it would have made a huge impact because you see, uh, he um, he caught that touchdown on the second drive of the game, and um, you know, he was really he was really making plays, and you know, that was really a difference maker, and you could see it because the announcers were just going on and on and on about how now Cooper Cup doesn't have anybody else next to him, blah blah blah. They're making a whole big deal out of it the whole night, so that really just showed how big of a presence OBJ really has on that offense. Honestly, like I, I was like, I think if he didn't get injured, I think Cooper Cup might have not had an MVP type of game. I think it would have been back and forth. Like they would have had to double team OBJ and then Cooper Cup would have walked around and been a huge threat and they wouldn't be able to do anything. But honestly, let's talk about that Bengals defense in the beginning of the game. I mean, even not even in the, just the beginning, like the, the entire game, they were playing top-notch defense, especially for the run game. Yeah, they were, dude. They were there. Um, Honestly, I think the Bengals defense is pretty legit. Uh, that kid that they drafted out of Wyoming, Zach, or, or Logan Wilson, he's, he's – Yeah, Logan player. Wilson is a stud. made a lot of great plays. Um, I mean, he had a holding call really late, you know, about two minutes left in the fourth quarter. But Which, was, personally, was I don't think was a big holding call. Such a call, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't, I don't know if you can let them play and do what they did all game and then call that. Yeah, I don't think that was a right call. I mean, they missed that huge call starting up in the second half of the uh, game when the Bengals drive down that beautiful – bomb and after replaying it you, you easily see Jalen Ramsey getting face masks and he, they didn't get called that was a big 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 man that was crazy man I couldn't believe that honestly I, I, at first I just thought Jalen Ramsey got mossed honestly like, that's I what like, I thought too that's honestly like, I see Jalen Ramsey like complaining about his face mask to the ref blah 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 and then they show the replay. Yeah, it was completely fair. I, I I agree with you. Um, so let's go. Let's go over to the big man in the defense for the Rams, Aaron Donald. He might retire now. Yeah, I mean, some people definitely did. But let, let's talk about the big, big, big question that might happen. He may retire now that he got his got his championship. He's only what seven so. years in the league, not, six years. I know, I know that that's the rumor. What are your thoughts on it? If you were him, if you were in his shoes, what would you do? I mean, you got every accomplishment in the book. Do you chase after another one? Uh, yeah, but honestly, I don't know. I mean, you are the best defensive player in the league. I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, you have T.J. Watt coming up. Of course, you have the legends like J.J. Watt. But Aaron Donald, he was he he defined a defensive tackle. Yeah, man. I mean, the dude has like ninety-eight career sacks, three-time Defensive Player of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year, multiple times Pro Bowls. I can't. I probably lost count how many times. I think it was eight, but I'm not even sure because I don't even know how – like he was only been in the league for seven or eight years. 
Yeah, yeah, he's been in the league eight years, man. And uh, he's kind of accomplished almost everything. The only thing he hasn't really done is one MVP. And there's only been two guys, Lawrence Taylor and I forget the other guy. But... Wasn't it Charles Woodson? He won the Heisman, I know that. I know, he yeah, okay. He won the Heisman. Okay, okay. Yeah, I know Lawrence Taylor definitely won the MVP as a defense, but that's that's a we're talking about old school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whole different type of game. Talk about MVP. What about Cooper Cup winning the MVP of the Super Bowl? Yeah, man. You know, I was telling you, but I, I I threw ten dollars on the Cooper Cup MVP bet one fifty five. I was excited, and and I honestly thought he deserved it. You know, he had. It was like eight or nine catches for 92 yards and two touchdowns, I think, man. He he, he had a solid game, and especially when OBJ went down and him stepping up and really carrying the load of that team. He, he really did know, step really up. Character, I especially without T- uh, Ty, um, Higby in the lineup. Then you have OBJ out. Like, Matthew Stafford needed, needed that step up, and look what he did. He stepped up. All right, so, so we have the Super Bowl champs, the Rams, twenty three twenty. You want what's next? Let's talk about the honor awards. There's a lot of different honor awards that went out. Um, let's let's start from the lowest to the highest. So the MVP will be the last thing we talk about. But let's talk about Matthew Stafford's opponent, Burrow, being the comeback player of the year. A lot of people yeah, were frustrated man. with that. You think so? Really? Yeah, I, I saw a lot of comments saying Nick Bosa should have been the comeback player of the year. What's your thoughts? Actually, your thoughts? that's valid. I did I did definitely see that on Twitter. Um, Not sure if I agree with that, but... Eh, yeah, uh, yeah, honestly, I'm not sure I agree with that, man. Yeah, I'm not... I mean, Nick Bosa did amazing. You're talking about Joe Burrow coming back for 11 team, bringing them to the Super Bowl and almost winning it? Like, I don't know. I think Burrow deserved yeah, that 100%. People were who, – who, who was really counting Joe Burrow as a quarterback to be in the Super Bowl in the preseason? You know, he's coming back from his ACL tear. Especially on the bank. We're, 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 we're still trying to figure out what he can do because we only saw a few games. We, we're, I mean, we still don't really yeah. know what he can do. And, yeah, man. I don't know. I, I definitely think he has the comeback player of the year. No, that's no yeah. shot at Nick Bosa. He had a phenomenal season as well. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. All right. Coach of the year. Verbal. The Titans. Head coach. What's your thoughts on that one? Yeah, that was – um. That was another interesting one. I thought, um, I guess, I guess because they lost their star player and they still made it work, you know, with filling in with, you know, the committee running back with Deontay Foreman and Dontrell Hilliard. I guess, I guess since he made it work, they gave him that, um, you know, and and I mean, they he coached his team to like a twelve and something record, I believe, or something close to that. I think it was like twelve and five or twelve and four or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So, um, I mean, I don't know. I think. I think he deserved to get some votes. I don't know if I think he deserved to win. 
but I respect it though. I I think he's a solid coach, and I think he's going to be around for a while. I agree. I think he definitely deserves the praise of what he did, especially when Derrick Henry went down. And but I I think I don't think he deserved to get the coach of the year though. I personally would have totally voted for Zach Taylor um, to get it. I mean, you're talking about a team that went four and eleven um, in a tough division, and I mean, with the Browns being the Browns, like you, everyone thought the Browns was going to be good before the season started. Then you have Baltimore always in the running, and everybody thought Pittsburgh was going to be. Terrible, but like, can you really count Pittsburgh out? I mean, Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season. So you're talking about three teams that have high powered teams, and you're talking about a team that went four and 11. And guess what? You brought them, not only won the division, but never went under 500 in the entire season, and then takes them to the Super Bowl. It was pretty damn impressive, man. So, personally, I think Zach Taylor should have definitely won Coach of the Year. So, now, what do you have to say to the people that argue and say that these awards are regular season awards and that playoffs, etc., should not be considered? Would you still give it to Zach Taylor? Yes, I would. I already said the points that I re- reason why is because, A, he took a 4-11 and team to win the division and had a good record, too, and never went under 500. The Titans were a good team last year. They made it to the AFC Championship last year, or I think they made it to the AFC Championship. I know they went far because they beat the Patriots and they beat – no, that was not last year. That was two years ago. Sorry. But they went to the playoffs last year. They did good last year. They did good the year before that. We're talking about a team that's been under 500 for so like two or three years. And even making the playoffs is a big accomplishment. <laughs> what? Andy yeah, Dalton? Get their, what, first, first playoff they got their first playoff since 88, and they haven't been to the playoffs since, I think, 2014 with Andy Dalton. So that's that's a big accomplishment. I mean, that's personally my thoughts on it. I mean, everyone has their own thoughts and everyone has their own arguments, but that's what I would say. No, yeah, that's totally valid. I mean, I agree. I was just seeing what you thought. Yeah, no, of course. All right, let's go to the rookies now. Let's go to the rookies now. Defensive Rookie of the Year. Micah Parsons from the Cowboys. Easy. Yeah, that was that was an easy. Yeah, I, I have no complaints. He was also in the running for defensive player of the year. So like player, why wouldn't yeah, let alone the rookie? For real. Why wouldn't you give him to the rookie? <laughs> All right. Offense, Jamar Chase. Also easy. Uh, oh yeah, exactly. Oh, like what? I mean, Mac Jones maybe the next one, but yeah. he he didn't even have that phenomenal year compared to Jamar Chase. I thought that was another easy decision. 
All right. Offense and defensive player of the years. Defensive player of the year. He finally got it after three years of arguing that he deserved, especially last year. He definitely deserved it last year. And I can point out all the stats if I really wanted to. Don't start. But TJ Watt. Deserving, man. 15 games. 22.5 sacks. And he even said in his speech, that's only the start. What to expect. How many forced fumbles did he have? Do you know? I think he had, it had to be something ridiculous. I had him in fantasy, no, man. No, I think crazy. he only had four or five, but he had three or four recoveries too. Because I know Aaron Donald led the league in forced fumbles, and I think Aaron Donald had six. Off the top of my head, I don't exactly recall. But I know he had obviously the most six sacks. Six Watt if you include the um... – no, 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 he has five. I was looking at um the Pro Bowl. Yeah. He has five. Yeah, so. I have Yo, pretty, dude, good. pretty good. Twenty. Yeah. In 15 games, don't – 15 and a – or 14 and a half games because he was only in for one quarter of one of the games. Imagine if he actually played all 17 games. What would we see? 25 sacks? What's your thoughts on that one? Yes, I am now hearing you. Okay. I was about to say, I thought this thing just cut off again um, because I was, I was talking. Uh, um, yeah, dude, I mean, I think he's... Dude, if he played every game, it would definitely be over 20, 25 sacks. I'd say two, three, four. You got to get, get another two and a half sacks over yeah over two games. I definitely think that's possible. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I don't know. He's he's made plays. Now, what do you think? Is he going to continue? And is he going to be the leader now? Now, if especially if Aaron Donald retires, like, is he going to be continuously getting it now? Like, is there anybody? Maybe you could say uh, Pearson's. Yeah, um, it's it's still a little early for him because um, you know he's still a rookie and he's still he he's not quite on his uh TJ Watts level, but um, but if Aaron Donald retires, who who's who's to challenge TJ Watt for defensive, especially if TJ's playing like he's playing for the last three years. years. Miles Garrett is a good valid point. I mean, he is amazing. All right, let's get off of defensive player because I think we talked a lot about T.J. Watt. Let's go over to Cooper Cup winning Offensive Player of the Year. I mean, he is one of your favorite wide receivers. Wait, what did you say? This thing just cut out. I just heard one of my favorite wide receivers. Cooper Cup, Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah. What? Let's talk I'm about is he deserving, though? Of course he is. <laughs> oh, I thought, I thought, I mean, wait, so um, earlier when, when we were speaking, you were you were saying that you wanted to see my take on one of the awards? Um, that that was definitely the coach of the year. 
I wanted oh, to see okay. if you would. Yeah, Coach of the Year was my my biggest pet peeve type of thing. But Cooper Cup played amazing, and he had a phenomenal year. I don't think I think the the only person that can come close is Jonathan Taylor, who had a phenomenal year as well. But Cooper Cup, two thousand yards, led the league in yards, receptions, and touchdowns. You you can't you can't not give it to him. Yep, triple crown winner and then Super Bowl winner, Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, he he definitely deserved it. One hundred percent. All right. MVP type, Aaron Rodgers. A lot of people are mad about that. Yeah, um, and maybe rightfully so. Uh, I definitely thought it was going to be Tom Brady, personally. So I did some stats, some stat looks after we were talking before. I didn't realize Aaron Rodgers only had four interceptions in the entire year. And only in 37 passing touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns. Tom Brady had a total of 43 touchdowns, but 12 interceptions. So was it really a difference? I, I mean, four interceptions, that's phenomenal. I think Brady has them in yards also. Oh, yeah, it's definitely yards. Brady hit over 5,000 yards, I believe. But, like, I, I mean, I can see why Aaron Rodgers was voted, but I, I would have gave it to Tom Brady and myself. Cooper Cup also got a couple votes myself. So, when are we going to see the next MVP non-quarterback? That's a good question. I'm not sure if we're going to see one in the near future. I thought if anybody was going to get it, it would have been Cooper Cup this year. So I don't, I don't yeah, know. I agree. Maybe if like Jonathan Taylor breaks the record next year or something crazy like that, then like maybe. But dude, I don't know. All right. So let's the honor awards. That that was all the honor awards. So let's talk about a couple more different things before we're going to go talk about the um the overlook of the free agency in a little bit. But let's talk, talking about Tom Brady, he's now retired. Ben Roethlisberger, retired. Philip Rivers, Eli Manning, Peyton Manning, all of them are now retired. So the old era has now ended. Are we looking at a new era? Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert. Joey Burrow, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray. I mean, I mean, of course, we still have A Rod and Russell Wilson, but other than them, who else is the elites of the olden age? They're all kind of gone, man. They are gone. I mean, of course, you have the unstoppable, unbreakable Ryan Fitzpatrick money magic. But former MVP Matt Ryan. (laughs) I mean, yeah, we have Matt Ryan too, but that's crazy. The end of the era. What's your thoughts of ending the era 
of quarterbacks. The Sox, man, you know, we grew up watching those guys. Uh, they they kind of set the standard for what we judge football at, in a way, because that's all we've really been able to watch, you know. Um, and I'm super thankful that we were able to grow up and able to watch these guys. Especially, uh, I'm also like, extremely hyped to see what this new era ushers in with all these guys because they're all exciting and electric. They are. They are exciting. And they're a different style from the end because, like, the past quarterbacks like Peyton Manning, Phillip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger, you didn't see a lot of running around. You didn't see – you saw a lot of standing in the pocket, and I'm going to throw it. Throw it deep. I mean, the pocket passing era. That's what they yeah, were. And then you Russell know, Wilson. He wasn't running. Yeah. Peyton Manning, forget it. You ain't going to get him running. <laughs> he did run a couple times, but. <laughs> he did, man. I'll, I'll, I'll never forget when he was at the goal line, when he was on the Broncos. He faked the handoff and then rolled out. Literally nobody there. He was like, I remember was like, that, too. That? No That's one. Not, yeah. But this new era, you have people running around the the back of the field like a crazy madman. And then you have, like, Lamar Jackson, who's the next Michael Vick, basically, who's just a walking joystick. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, dude, with this new era, half the time they put more attention on the quarterback than the running back as far as running the ball. Crazy. Exactly. It's insane. I, I am definitely excited. And we're going to go into fantasy later on in the year, and that's just going to be a huge change in fantasy as well. I mean... A lot of things are crazy. All right. Let's let's dive into the free agency though. It's looking big. Have you actually looked at this list? Uh, yeah, I was I was I was taking a look before we hopped on here. Um I do need to pull up it again though to refresh my memory. I wanted to talk, and there's one dude that I know off-rip that I wanted to talk about, but I don't All know right. if you want me to bring him up. If you want me to bring him up, I will. Bring him up. Let's go. First person. Let's do it. All right. Um, oh, the uh, the wide receiver from the – or, uh, look, whoa, hold on, restart. The wide receiver from the Chicago Bears, Allen Robinson. What are What is your feelings on him? Because a lot of people were super high on him. Heading into last free agency season, I know, especially in the Giants fan base, because we wanted either him or Galladay. We ended up going Galladay. Um, neither of these guys either right now look like they were the answer. Regardless, what are your thoughts? Because, you know, he had the super down year, the super disappointing year. Everybody who played fantasy will tell you that he had a super disappointing season in Chicago. What are your thoughts? Is he going to bounce back? Is he going to stay in Chicago? Is he going somewhere else? I definitely think he's going to go somewhere else. I did get a franchise tag. Where do you think he would fit? Honestly, I definitely see him going somewhere else. I think he is frustrated with Chicago. But I think he's going to have a bounce back here depending on where he goes. Because look at his career. He was in Jaguars without anybody really throwing in the ball. And then he went to Chicago, couldn't even decide on a quarterback. They still can't, I don't even think. I mean, they traded for Nick Foles. They drafted Justin Fields. They had the other dude there. Like, they honestly could not figure out. They had Mitch Trubisky. They could not figure out a quarterback. So, Allen Robinson, I, I'm going to give him a pass on this year because I think they bounced back three quarterbacks this entire year. He couldn't get in rhythm with anybody. Where do I see him fitting? Mm-hmm. 
I have one team in mind, which right now is a questionable quarterback as well, because I have heard some rumors that he might be on the way out after one season with them, and he didn't have a bad season. The Indianapolis Colts. Hmm. Him and JT and Michael Pittman with Carson Wentz. I think that would be awesome. That would be a difference maker right there. And now I, I did see the Colts definitely check a box for him. I think he wants to play for a competitor. And yeah. they are competitive. They are there. I also can see him going to Las Vegas with Derek Carr. They obviously need a wide receiver now that Henry Ruggs incident. We're not going to get into that, but I mean, Derek Carr has an arm. He, I think Allen Robinson can definitely play good with them. They're a competitor. They like to throw the ball. Yep. Yeah, dude, I could see that. And that's actually can... the, the situation that I was thinking, too. I was thinking Las Vegas. I don't know why. But I just I just really felt that, yeah, with the walls of Henry Ruggs. Mm-hmm. I think it's intriguing we both said that. That's something to keep an eye on. Yes, exactly. I mean, let's talk about these other wide receivers, Devontae Adams, Chris Godwin. Mike Williams. Mike Williams. Odell Beckham Jr. Yep. Who said he will take a discount to stay with the Rams? And now that he's won a chip, the man was so emotional. He was crying. He was so hype. I think he's going to do whatever he can to stay with the Rams. I agree. I think he wants another chip. I definitely agree with you on that one. After, after being on the terrible Giants, the terrible Browns, I, I think he was just so ready for a chip. Yeah. I think that's his plan. I. I... Talk about Odell for a little bit. Let's let's go back to second ACL. Do you think that's it for him? I mean, um, two ACL tears. That. See, man, if if it was the same knee, I would say yeah. But I think he could bounce back. I think so. I do, yeah. All right. What about Von Miller? I mean, Von Miller's on the edge. Does he retire? Does he stay with the Rams, or does he go somewhere else? He's another interesting one. I don't know if he's going to be staying with the Rams, man. I really don't. But um, I'm not even sure. Yeah, I I'm not sure where I could see him going and fitting. He, I I think he could definitely be debating retirement. He's like 32. I think he's turning 33 soon. 33. Oh, yeah. He is 33. Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, he's, he's he's definitely up there in age. Uh, he could be done. I'm not sure. Another edge that's a veteran, Chandler Jones, Arizona. Do you see him going anywhere, or do you see him staying with or retiring? I think he'll stay with Arizona on, a, on like, a one-year deal type of thing. Like a like like it'll be a high paying like one or two year deal. Okay, okay. I I mean I can totally I see he, it as well. I think I think he wants to stay loyal to them. Pull a Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. 
So we have a couple CBs and a couple safeties that are really big. I mean, you're talking about JC Jackson, Marcus Williams, Colton Davis, and Jesse Bates the third. Let me They're tell you all... something about Jesse Bates, man. Um, my thing with him, bro, he's he's a real good player. I think I think he has a super high ceiling. I personally think he had a bit of a rough season. He did um, have a rough season compared to last year. He yeah yeah he showed, showed up in the playoffs, but I don't know, man. No, that, if he can keep what he did, if he can, which Jesse Bates are you gonna get? You know, like, exactly. If he can keep what he did in the playoffs to next year. He's going to be a solid player. Anybody. He's 25 years old, too. And he, like you said, he has a ceiling. But all four people I just mentioned, they're 25, except J.C. Jackson, who's 26. All gigantic um, ceilings. J.C. Jackson, man. Somebody I love in New York. Like, what a cornerback. I love him. He's, he, I, I think he's a top five cornerback. I, I do too, one hundred percent. I mean, you have more people. I mean, you have tons of people. This whole list is insane. I mean, you have DJ DJ Reed with Seattle. You have Hanson Riddick with Carolina. You have Dalton Schultz, Mike Jazetsky. Stefan Gilmore, Tyron Matthew, I mean, Rob Gronkowski. Talking about Rob Gronkowski really quick. You know he wants to play with Joe Burrow. <laughs> I did see that, man. That can you crazy. imagine Can you imagine him with Joe Burrow? That'd be sick. Honestly, that'd be crazy. Um, other big names. This Christine. really is such a loaded... Free agency. What is Christine this? Kirk, like Michael Callup, DJ Shark, Juju Smith Schuster. I mean, David Njoku, Will Fuller. Um, there's James Conner. Does he stay at um, in Arizona after he had a phenomenal year this year? Leonard Fournette. Does he stay in Tampa Bay? Melvin Gordon. Does he stay in Denver? Like. Cordell Patterson, does he stay with the Falcons after a phenomenal year? I mean, Zach Ertz, A.J. Green, T.Y. Hill, and Melvin Ingram. The list goes on and on and on. Teddy Bridgewater heading to free agency. I wonder what Denver is going to do at quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater, Mitchell Trubisky, Marcus Mariota. I mean... There is tons of people in this free agency. I mean, I'm excited. I'm really excited to see where everyone goes. Got some pretty good linebackers here. They do. Javion Clowney, Hanson Riddick, Harold Landry. I mean, Casey Hayward still in the league, man. That's crazy. Even some pretty good guards and centers and everything. I mean, I think this free agency is going to be big. Big. Trent Brown, offensive tackle. So what's your thoughts? What's your thoughts on these this, this free agency list? 
it's it's amazing, man. Uh, unfortunately, Giants don't have much cap room, so I can't get too <laughs> excited about it. But either the Steelers, the either room, trust me, trust me, the you, Steelers don't either. You should be in for a fun. Oh my god! Jaguars have cap. They do. They have a lot of cap. All right, let's let's talk about something else now. Like, let, let's talk about the people that are not in free agency but are looking for new places. Aaron Rodgers. I thought he was a free agent, but apparently not. He's looking for a trade. Mm-hmm. Where do you, where do you see him going? Is he going to Denver now that Teddy Bridgewater's out? That's what I'm thinking, man. That's what the rumors were before. And that's they what were. I think it's gonna be. I mean, I think he would be a fit. Imagine now, man does he, does he go and then Devonte Adams goes with him? Oh man, dude! Could you imagine having to try to cover Devonte Adams, Jerry Judy, Corlin Sutton, Tim Patrick, and then? Albert O at tight end along with Noah Fant, and then you have Javante Williams at the backfield. How, how are you going to stop that? That would that would remind me of when Tom Brady jumped ship to the Buccaneers. Honestly, it, I would be scary. I would be like, and they have a defense too. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, for real. I don't know, man. I, 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 if he goes to Denver and then Devonte Adams fall, follows. I even heard something that they might trade for give up Cortland Sutton, throw him to Green Bay to get Aaron Rodgers, and then go after Devontae Adams in the free agency. That's what I've heard. That is interesting. That is what I've heard somewhere. That makes sense. That would be interesting for sure. And then I heard in the middle of the mix that Drew Locke might be in it like to give them a quarterback or something like that. But then they have Jordan Love, yeah, so it's like, I don't know. Now, another quarterback, Russell Wilson. He's looking for a trade. Or is he really looking for a trade, or is Seattle looking to trade him? Now, I don't know. But <laughs> that is the thing. Move. Where is he going to head up? Where do I see Russell Wilson? Dude, I hate I hated for man long. I kept seeing Russell Wilson that like Giants want to trade for him. I I don't know where that story came from. That's I saw the Steelers wanted to trade for him too. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> that that I would like to see. That would that would be cool. I don't I know. I want a future. I don't want a he's already pretty old. You don't want a Super Bowl winning quarterback? I mean, yeah, that would be nice, but like he's also the person that can't hand off a ball at one yard line and throw an interception to lose the <laughs> Super Bowl too. So I don't know. Another quarterback that's on the move is Jimmy Garoppolo. Now Steelers also have been interested in him. Jimmy Three. Three, man. He's up and down. He's a solid quarterback, but he is definitely inconsistent. Yeah, man. I think he's. I think he's pretty good. I'm I. I go either. I mean, I can see him in Pittsburgh. Honestly, I can see him 
I could see him in Miami too, but they have Tua. Yeah, yeah, dude. Pittsburgh, that might that might make that might work with the, with a the short passing game and he can short pass game in. Yeah, and Pat Faramuth has become a really reliable tight end after one season. What about what do you think about Jimmy G on the Saints? The Saints, oh. <laughs> I think that would be a pretty good fit, but who 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 do the Saints have now? Um, I don't know who do that. They have Taysom Hill. No, I'm talking about well, as weapons wise. <laughs> uh, Michael Thomas when he comes back. Uh, <laughs> uh pending <laughs> pending running back. We'll see. I mean, who knows? But... Well, you know, and let's go into that right now. Back. Let's go into that right now. Alvin <laughs> Kamara <laughs> arrested. Yeah, what, hey, what are your thoughts on that? that? Right before the Pro Bowl, him and his crew dropped him. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I don't know the full story, so I can't really comment. I saw, I saw the picture. It was bad. <laughs> I saw that too. Yeah, I did. It was that bad. Was but I mean, I don't know. Who knows what the guy said? Like maybe he was like, "Yo, I got a gun on me. I'll shoot you right now." And then he gets beat up. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I, I wasn't in his shoes, so I can't really speak. But uh, it it did look like the beating was a bit excessive, especially yes. if the dude didn't yes. have a weapon. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't. That's I don't crazy know. though. Like Alvin Kamara, Henry Ruggs. Like, what is going on? Your guys are NFL players. You have the it's a. It, Yes, it might be a game, but it's also a job. Oh, for you're gonna, sure. You're going to – you're going to – you're going to – you work at Walmart, Target, or anything. Someone badmouths you. I mean, are you, you going to beat them up? No. I mean, if he has a weapon, maybe, because then, then that's an active shooter. Then, then you have to fight for your life. But, like, I'm not going to risk my job. To beat up someone that might have just badmouthed me. I mean, we don't know the situation that happened, but you 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 have a job, you have a contract, you have to be more responsible. Well, who was the one? Who was the person that tweeted out um, about the drinking and driving? I, I don't remember who tweeted out, but he said it exactly. He said, "You have a job to do, drink." And drive and be responsible about it. Someone, some NFL player tweeted that out, and I, I felt, I thought that was amazing. Yeah, no, it's dope. I don't but remember. I wish I knew that was. I don't know who the. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember who. I'm, next episode, I'll look into it and figure it out. But it, it's just you, you. Not only just you have a job, but it's your life too. You're going to jail. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, that's nobody wants to be there. Especially when you're on the high ceiling of a being, a, being a, an amazing player in the NFL. All right, so we have two more topics to go over today. Another quarterback situation: the drama in Arizona, Kyler Murray. Is he staying? Is he going? I don't know. There wasn't any rumors, but all I know is he is frustrated and he says he is the scapegoat. 
of the franchise. What's your thoughts? Man, dude, I think Kyler Murray is being overreactive. I think he's being a diva. I don't, I don't understand this. I mean, you're the quarterback of the team. First of all, you're you're supposed to take the blame for the team. You're not, you're not supposed to say that you are being scapegoated. You're supposed to put the team on your back. You're not supposed to blame anybody. You're supposed to take all the blame. You know, we see quarterbacks do that time and time again. Like, like yep. when ben a player drops a pass, it, it, it'll be like, so what did you think about so-and-so dropping the pass in the third quarter? And then the quarterback will always be like, well, you know, I probably could have put the ball better, even though it was a perfect pass and you know it should have been caught. You you know, that's just... I, I mean, prime example, Ben Roethlisberger did it so many times, especially when the team lost. He was like, it's my fault and I, I have to do better. Like, Tom Brady has done it. Aaron Rodgers have done it. Like, I agree with you. And you know my stand on Kyler Murray. I'm a huge Kyler Murray fan. Yeah. But I, I, I do think he's being overdramatic, and he did not play good in the playoffs. And it was definitely his fault. I mean, he wasn't playing the, the game that he was playing in the beginning of the season. In the beginning of the season, he was going off. He was playing an MVP caliber season. Then he got injured. Then he went downhill. You got you gotta you gotta figure it out, man. Stay with the I would love to see him stay with. I mean, him and the Cardinals. I don't know what's happening, but I would love to him to stay at the Cardinals. If he goes somewhere, he has to have his attitude check. Yeah, I agree, man. He has and, to be humbled. Especially when you're hearing reports about like people in the locker room, you know, are saying that he's not a good leader, et cetera, et cetera. You, you, you have to figure it out. I mean, you're you're you are the leader. You are the I mean, you look at Tom Brady, you look at Aaron Rodgers, you look at Ben Roethlisberger, you look at the greats, Peyton Manning and everything else. Take after them. Don't be don't be a Johnny Manziel. Don't be a those people that failed. Um, I mean, I hope he stays in Arizona. I hope he gets his act up. I hope he figures things out. I would love to see him continue. I know Larry Fitzgerald even tweeted out. He said he would love him to see him continue and be loyal to the team. I mean, Larry Fitzgerald saying that, that's something big. Oh, absolutely. Guy's a legend, especially in that organization. So, well, these will be ongoing topics that we'll be covering. So, we got one more news. Big news. Germany. There's officially a game starting up. Is it going to be an around-the-world thing now? What's going on? Um. Yeah, that's a good question. You know, they have the uh, they have the London game. They have all the, the US Mexico game. game. Mexico game. Now they're having a Germany game. Has there been a Canada game? Uh, no, not yet. I wonder why not. Now, are we going to see teams outside the United States start to pop up now? Like that's that's, that's always been intriguing to me, especially once they started doing the London thing. I think if if one does happen, it'll be London. But um, I don't know. Like I think you have to should. think. I think that would be sick. 
that'd be cool. But, but you then, have to like, think. you get into, like, time zone issues and stuff like that. Very true. Very, very true. Now, if you have to think, if you, you already have three options of locations, and obviously you have multiple options still in the United States, do they expand the league? You, you add maybe one more team in every division. I mean... Could could that potentially happen? I mean, you have Alaska up there in the United States that doesn't get anything, but I bet there's huge fans of football up there. You have Hawaii, you have Mexico, you have London, you have now, I guess, Germany. You have, I mean, you can put it anywhere. So um, how would you go about configuring these teams? If it was one in every division, that would be eight new teams. So how are we going to fill 53 guys on these? I mean, obviously, you would go into free agency and put people from free agency. I mean, that's the owners, and that's that's what I would do. You have an option. I mean, now, the real really big question, like we do in basketball, are we going to see players outside of the United States pick up the craft? And join the league. I always like seeing those guys. Um, I've I've seen a bunch of stories. None of them really ever amounted to anything. I know I know there's a guy in the Patriots and there's a guy in the Giants that currently, um, is from like Australia or something like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I I like I like seeing the rugby guys and all those guys try to transition because um, I yeah. think they're they're all gifted athletically. I think they just need to learn the game. Exactly. Like, do we start? Do we start seeing people from outside of the United States join in? And especially if if these if these if this does transition into teams outside of the United States, that's a bigger opportunity to learn the game and that's a bigger opportunity to join that team in that respected area. That's true. I think that would be a pretty cool aspect to think of. All right, guys, any more thoughts on what we've went over or anything else new to go over? I mean, what do you, what do you got, Zach? Um, nah, man, I think we covered a lot of stuff. Um, I mean, the only thing I think we didn't touch on too, too much is um the new head coaching hiring. Let's go into it right now. We have some time. We do have some time. Um, we have some time. Let's Let's go into it. So the ones that I know off the top of my head, real quick, uh, you know, we got we got Lovey Smith, uh, you know, Bears legend of the of the good Bear defenses back when they were good a couple years ago. Um, mm-hmm. Coming back to coach the Texans, uh, it's going to be a tough task. I don't know how that's going to be. Yeah, that's going to be a rough one, I think. We also have um, down in Miami. I, I think the dude's name is Mike McDaniel's, if I'm not mistaken. And Defense of the Forty Niners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 49ers, yes, sir. Um, I think that was Very, a good hire. I do too. I think that was a good hire. Um, I'm I'm interested to see what he's going to do down there, especially after that whole debacle with Brian Flores and stuff. Brian Flores, oh my gosh! Don't even get me started. That boy, <laughs> that that man deserves to be a head coach. I agree with that. But I think what's stopping them right now is this big lawsuit. And and everyone can say that that didn't play a part in 
their hiring process, but it absolutely did. It definitely did. I mean, Texans even admitted it. They said they were going to hire him, but this the 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 lawsuit stopped them from pursuing. Oh wow! Really? Mm-hmm. I read an article about it. That's crazy. Yeah, they they openly admitted it that the lawsuit stopped them from hiring Brian Flores. Who else has some coaches? Um, the Saints' new head coach after the retire of Sean Payton. Um, yep. Dude, I think it was one of the coordinators from the Bears. No, I think no, no, it was a um, it was that definitely no, no, it was definitely um. Or is that the dude who got the Bears job? I think that's what I'm confusing. No, it was definitely um. A coordinator on the Saints that got level. Uh, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. He got moved up, and then Eberflus was all, or he got, he got the Chicago job. That's making sense. Okay. You're forgetting got moved up. You're forgetting about your team. Yeah, yeah, I know. I was just saving that. <laughs> I was trying to think of everyone, and then Brian Dable. The number one head coach on the market to me. I mean, I don't know. Everybody had their own opinion. He would, he was my number one head coach. You know, the offense coordinator of the Bills. You saw how he developed Josh Allen. You saw how the Bills developed their offensive talent. You mm-hmm. saw their air raid team. You saw what they were doing, man. They're all, all right. crazy these past two seasons. So you've got Dennis Allen, who was the defensive coordinator for the Saints. He got moved up to head coach of the Saints. Brian, you were just talking about him. Um, for the Giants, we got Matt Herberfluss for the Bears. Bears, yeah, that's that's the one I was thinking. I got that messed up with the Saints. Yep. Um, you got Nathan Hackle, Hackett. Sorry, Nathan Hackett for the Broncos. You have Mike McDaniel. You, I think you were right for that. 49ers run game coordinator in 2017 to 2020 and then he was a offensive coordinator I thought he was defense but he was offensive coordinator okay Josh McDaniels Raiders of course the longtime Patriots offensive coordinator now what are your thoughts on that really quickly I mean the dude that took over John Gruden did a phenomenal job why go away from him yeah he did man um I'm not sure. I think they were just trying to get rid of the um the vibe of like John Gruden because you know that dude was handpicked by John Gruden and then that whole staff was handpicked by John Gruden. So I think they were just trying to wipe out all aspects of John Gruden from that staff and just you know start with a new fresh clean slate and let uh you know McDaniel's bring in his guys. And then you have Doug Peterson in the Jacksonville Jaguars. That was also an interesting hire, you know, a Super Bowl winning coach, um, you know, with the Eagles. Um, I agree. He, he, I don't know, dude, he's, he was also really up and down, too. Very he up and down. Kind of at the end of the one season. But um, it's definitely going to be interesting to see what he does with, you know, James Robinson, Travis Etienne, and Trevor Lawrence, you know. It's going to be interesting to see how he develops him. I'm excited to see it. But – we can go in more depth when we get the rest of the league in. I mean, we still have the Vikings. We still have 
there's probably other teams that need some head coaches. But I want to say thank you for joining us on the Quarter Post podcast, our first episode this season. We're excited. We're we're overly excited to continue this. And we are going to continue it all the way through. Zach, any final m- remarks? Uh, nope. Um, I just hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. And I hope you're going to be sticking with us throughout the offseason. And I'm happy to bring you guys all the football news and content for the rest of the offseason. All right, guys. Have a phenomenal day. And join us next week for the Corner Post podcast.